Good morning, witches. This is the Witch Daily Show, coming to you from New Orleans, with host Tanya Brown. Our episodes span about 20 minutes long to give you just a little pop of magic. So, tune in, take a deep breath, and enjoy. Good morning. It is July 13th, 2023. It is Thursday. I am Tanya, and this is the Witch Daily Show. Today's episode is brought to you by Glam Craft by Michael Herkus. So let's get your day going with a little magic. Our quote of the day is, don't be afraid of your fears. They're not there to scare you. They're there to let you know that something is worth it by C. Joy Bell. So what are we drinking today? We are drinking Midsummer from Sip a Spell. And we're actually talking today about strawberries. So this is from thepracticalherbalist.com. Although strawberries have only relatively recently been cultivated in Europe and Western cultures, Beginning around 1300 CE in France, folks all over the world have used strawberries for a variety of purposes for centuries. In South America, before the Europeans arrived, strawberries were traded. North American First Nations tribes used strawberries as medicine, particularly as women's medicine used to clear toxins and support fertility and child rearing. In Asia, strawberries' detoxifying properties were also recognized as many as 2,600 years B.C., at which the yellow emperor used the leaves of the strawberry plant to make a tea to help detoxify and reduce the effects of aging. The Romans used strawberries to lift the spirits and relieve bad breath, as well as treat a variety of digestive complaints. Strawberries' popular reputation, however, solidified around fertility early on, and there it has remained. Strawberry shows up in European mythos as a fertility-inducing and love-producing fruit, beloved of goddesses such as Venus, Aphrodite, Freya, and the Virgin Mary. It was said the fruit of the strawberry, uh, when shared with another, would produce love. In Bulvarian folk tradition, strawberries are gathered and hung in baskets on the horns of cattle to pay the local nature spirits in trade for many healthy calves and cows who would produce an abundance of milk. It was said that if a pregnant woman carried strawberry leaves in her pocket, they would relieve the pains of pregnancy. Uh, So from inducing love to producing offspring, strawberry has been recognized as a potent little herb. It's no wonder that strawberry has enjoyed a solid standing amongst the fertility herbs of folklore and mythos. Strawberry is a member of the Rosaceae, it's Latin, family, also just known as the Rose family, uh, which is known for love-inducing properties. Love. I love it. All right, moving into some headlines. This comes to us from smithsonianmag.com. Let's see. Ooh. 
A new book takes readers into collector Edward Brooke Hitchings' Mad Man's Library. This was written by Melian Soli. So Louis Renard, an 18th century book publisher who moonlit as a British spy. Oh, gosh, what a resume had a somewhat tenacious relationship with the truth. As writer and rare book collector, Edward Brooke Hitching notes in The Madman's Library, the strangest books, manuscripts, and other literary curiosities from history, Renard knew even less about Indonesian wildlife than the average European of his day. Far from letting this obstacle stand in his way, however, the publisher leaned into his imagination, producing a fantastical commendum of fish from the opposite of the globe that featured illustrations of a mermaid, a four-legged running fish that trotted around like a dog, and hosts of other impossibly vivid-hued creatures. Renard's Fish, Crayfishes, and Crabs, 1719, is one of hundreds of unusual titles featured in Brooke Hitching's latest book. From books that aren't actually books, like 20 Slices of American Cheese, a 2018 volume with a name that conveys all one really needs to know, the book is made out of flesh and blood to books of spectacular size. The Madman's Library takes readers on a riveting tour of literary history's most overlooked corners. So Smithsonian spoke with Brooke Hitchings to learn more about his 10 years of collecting and research and that he needed to pull this book together. So this is really fascinating, um, especially when we talk about books made of human skin, which honestly is just absolutely mind-blowing so they ask him what kind of books are included in the madman's library he says the problem with collecting instincts is that you have a theme and i realize that actually these books don't really share very much other than the fact they are very very strange i love literary hoaxes being able to hold in your hand a physical lie that was designed to deceive its reader it's a lie that you can smell and rifle through the pages of. You're in on the joke with the author. You're winking back at them. They're quite a fun thing to collect, and they're not expensive because they're not considered to have much significance. So they ask, one of the most macabre practices featured in Madman's Library is the art of finding books in human skin. Where did that tradition originate and what did it signify? Uh, 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 he says that that was something I'd always been interested in, but assumed was mostly just a rumor. It's something that to our modern sensibilities seems unthinkable and gruesome. And it also has a terrible association in the 20th century. But the fact is, for centuries, it was accepted i don't know how acceptable but it was decorative extra offered by printers and binders so initially i gave a potted history of it showing that it's mainly strange medical cases the doctor or the surgeon who performed the autopsy keeps a sliver of skin uh, to record the unusual case 
Then there were criminal accounts, like the famous Massachusetts highwayman James Allen from the 19th century, whose last wish before he was executed was that a copy of his autobiography would be bound in his own skin and should be presented to one of his victims. Ugh, gross. I mean, a lot of this is gross, but that's very gross. With criminals, it was about being both a deterrent and more symbolic punishment to encase the outlaw with the very symbol of civilization, the book. One of the most striking stories was of that of French astronomer and writer Camille Flammarion, who was at a party when he complimented a passing young countess on the charm of her skin. It turned out she was dying of a terminal illness and was a great fan of his. A few weeks later, after her death, there was a knock at his door. It was a Paris surgeon with a bundle under his arm, saying he had been instructed to flay the most marvelously attractive young woman, and here was her skin. When she'd asked to be delivered uh, to him to bind a copy of his latest book. Ooh, so it's very interesting. So if this interests you at all from this more grotesque idea of books bound in human skin, or you just like the idea of books that are like partially hoaxes, this seems like a really interesting book, and it's definitely going on my list, uh, The Madman's Library. Honestly, it seems so wildly fascinating. So I'm definitely checking it out, but I thought that was so cool. All right, witches, I'm going to throw this over to our moon correspondent. And after this break, we will talk more. Hello to all of my astro friends. This is Serendipity, the Chicago astrologer, coming at you with your daily moon mantra for Thursday, July 13th. The waning crescent moon starts a group chat in Gemini today. Here, the moon forms a T-square to Mars and Saturn. The T-square is mutable in nature, and it may be hard for us to get a hold on this day. Mars wants us to take action on the details, while Saturn is asking us to look at the big picture. And the moon just wants to have fun. Trying to get these planets to work in concert with one another will be a Herculean task. Since the moon is in Gemini, it might not be a terrible idea to team up with some folks to try to tackle today. With all of these different energies, it's best to have a mix of people on the team. Someone to look at the details, someone to keep an eye on the big picture, and someone to foster communication and make sure the team is utilizing its members well. Your daily moon mantra is, alone we can do so little, together we can do so much. This has been your daily moon mantra with Serendipity, the Chicago astrologer, signing off and reminding you that you are in charge of your own destiny. Get ready to be spellbound by the Glam Witch. Originally considered to be the essence of a witch's spell, glamour is an ultimate act of magic. Used to master and manipulate one's appearance, true glamour magic is about honoring and expressing yourself to ultimately get what you want in the world. Intersecting visual aesthetic with the esoteric, Michael Herkes, the Glam Witch, takes you into their world of glamour with a personal pictorial on the magical art of beauty, fashion, and glamour magic. Whether your goal is to get attention, a new job, a date, or even go unnoticed, here you will be guided.
guided on how to craft a magical message with your presence by cultivating confidence with magical application, integrating magic into your beauty regimes with cosmetic, hair care, and fashion, bewitching with body language, eye contact, and seduction through the senses, manifesting a magical persona that caters to your most unique qualities, and utilizing crystals, dolls, fragrances, tarot cards, and more to maximize your glamour efforts. Only 200 of these limited editions will be sold, so grab yours now at theglamwitch.com. All right, we are back. So this week we're talking about um, how we can use planning to kind of enhance our lives, both mundanely and more witchy. If this is a topic you're interested go back to our January series on planning. It's a little bit more in-depth, a little bit more hardcore. This is really just a little cherry on top of the conversation, filling in a little gaps, things like that. So Monday, what did we talk about? We talked about novelty and how we can use novelty to keep our life interesting and exciting with very kind of minimal effort, you know? And then Tuesday, we talked about weekly resets. We can do both practically and mundanely. And today we're talking about monthly resets. So monthly reset is a little different than weekly reset. And you're like, uh, yeah, Tanya, one's weekly, one's monthly. Hello. Um, but truthfully, it's a whole different set of state of mind. So for the weekly resets, we're really focusing on just making our life a little easier to get through the week, right? So we do these little tasks in the beginning of the week to make our lives just a little easier as we go through it during the week. The monthly reset tasks are a little bit bigger picture. We're looking at our lives from um, a different perspective. So as I said before, you can obviously change this and tweak it to be more in line with what your life looks like. Uh, but here's what I have on my list. One, revisit monthly work tasks. So this is where I'm looking at bigger projects, right? What are some big projects I have coming up? So for example, I recently wrote a Lenormand class. I've been reading Lenormand for over a decade. Uh, the idea of teaching it seems super exciting, but super daunting. And that was something I had to start planning well in advance, right? So we're kind of thinking long term. What are some longer projects that we have kind of in our future that we can stop, take a look at now, and start kind of breaking down in manageable bites? Next, uh, plan three fun things to do. This is like what I talked about on Monday, novelty. Once a month, plan what your things are going to be. Are you going to go see a movie at the movie theater? Are you going to try a new restaurant? Are you going to go do something that's all about learning? Uh, maybe a museum or a class? Um, like, I don't know. Does your town have like a cheese making class? You know, something just fun. Plan three novel things. Three, let's talk about extra income, right? We live in a time where most people cannot get by on one full-time job, right? A lot of us need multiple jobs, sometimes a few full-time jobs or a full-time job and a few part-time jobs. I'm not thrilled about it. 
Uh, it's just a reality of uh, our world right now. Um, but take a look at that. Do you need to make extra income? Do you have any bills that are coming up? Is your um, home insurance due? Things like that. Things that uh, maybe aren't regular. Uh, do you need to do maintenance on your car? Kind of look ahead uh, the month or two ahead and go, okay, what extra income do I need and how can I attain that? Four, now this is where we're getting kind of a little esoteric, but where in life is there friction? So this is where we take a look at the things in our lives, the systems in our lives, and just where are things a little uncomfortable? So what are some of the systems of our lives, right? We have work. Is work feeling okay? Is there friction at work? Is that something I need to check in on? We have our romantic relationships go, how's that feeling? You know, it's just checking in, checking in on the little parts of our lives and seeing where they may need help. Um, our friendships go, mm, how am I feeling on my friendships? Oof, um, I haven't been feeling really good around this person. That There's friction there. That's something I can either choose to handle now or just put aside and let continue to maybe cause unease in my life. Uh, meal planning, go, ooh, man, you know what? I normally cook all the time, but I just, I've been a little stressed out and haven't been in the mood. So that that is where in my life there's friction. How can I handle it this month to unfriction it, to make it a little easier, to make it a little better? So this is doing a system check-in the system of our lives, the cogs and the wheels and the machinery that keeps us going, where does that machine need a little oiling? And this can be done just in like maybe a meditative state, just maybe go out on the porch, sit in your rocking chair, um, sit outside and just think, think about your life. It's almost like a body scan, but just for your life. Uh, next, you can kind of clean up your social media. Uh, something I like to do once a month is actually go through my TikTok saves, right? So did I save a TikTok because I thought that photography trick was really neat and maybe I want to try it? Um, did I save like 100 recipes that I maybe could do this month? And then see, we're leaning back into the novelty, doing a fun new recipe. Um... Maybe you saved a TikTok because you wanted to send it to your friend, but like she was in a bad mood. So maybe today is not the best day to send it to her. You know what I'm saying? Um, whether it's Instagram or Facebook, kind of things you save for later. Recipes, news articles, um, fun little things. Go through it. Delete the ones that are no longer relevant. Very often you see a TikTok and you're like, why did I save this? Or, oh, I thought I would like that, but actually I realized I had something similar and I didn't really like it. So just kind of go through it. Clean it up. Delete it. If you're going to make something, make it. If you're going to share a link, share it. Just kind of clean up your social media. Next, uh, kind of take a look at your uh, cleaning schedule. Is it time to take your car through the car wash? Uh, do you need to have your rugs cleaned? Uh, is it time to clean the air filters from the AC or the HVAC? Again, these kind of bigger idea home things that maybe you don't think about every day. They're maybe a not, uh, not a part of your tidying routine. They're not a part of your weekly deep clean routine because maybe they're just so infrequent. So things like that. 
um, house stuff. Like, is it time to reorganize that closet? Things like that. And one more thing you can do is pinpoint the top highlights of your month, your most recent month. Go, what are some great things I did, right? Because it's so easy for us. Uh, there's a name for it, but I forget. We tend to just focus on the negative. So remind yourself of the good things. Like I know I've been having a really hard few months um, emotionally and in some of my relationships. And I've been really focused on that because it's been taking such a toll on my mental health. And I'm kind of having a hard time breaking out of that mental mode. So taking a second to just pinpoint the highlights of your month can remind you that you actually had a pretty great month. You know, I saw my best friend who I haven't seen in years and I got to do tours for some of our lovely listeners and that was really fun. And I got to see people I haven't seen in a while and we got to do fun things like go to our favorite restaurant that we hadn't been to in two or three years. And that like doesn't that sound magical and just a second ago i was talking about how hard things have been and yet i've had some wonderful moments and doing that once a month can just kind of help train our brains to notice the good things i think now how can we bring this into our magic so we've talked mundanely we've talked practically how can we bring this into our magic? So uh, a few things, right? We can maybe plan a monthly ritual and you can plan it like you would um, like a date night or even a work night. Give your magic the same importance as work, right? So let's say you're like, you know what? The third week of the month, I think I have a night where it would be really easy to get a sitter, and then I can um, do this ritual and really give myself that space. Plan that. Plan when you're going to the grocery store to get the things you need for your ritual. Uh, plan what the ritual is going to be. Really give that part of your life the space it deserves and the importance it deserves. How else can we do uh, work monthly reset tasks into our magic? Again, like I said, planning spells, rituals, um, if you like to do moon water, maybe planning when the moon is going to be and kind of what you want to uh, intent, encourage. Do you do a big spiritual clean once a month? You can plan for that, things like that. And of course, you would change this based off of your life, you know. Um, if you have children, obviously you would include some things that involve your children into this, such as maybe um, a monthly toy sort or clothes purge because they grow so fast and yeah you can find ways to incorporate these things into your life but kind of taking a break once a week and once a month and kind of looking at your life and going okay what can I do to make the next week easier and how can I best utilize this month to do things that I enjoy to do things that are important to me and to keep my life running smoothly so I keep my stress at a low. So there we go. And then of course, prioritize your magic, right? We talked about that in January. So I hope you like this. I hope it was helpful. I really enjoy uh, talking about these things. So I hope you do too. Um, I, we, yeah, 
I like it. I enjoy planning. Uh, I know not everyone does. Everybody is so different in that. But uh, everyone really seemed to like this topic in January. So I hope it's not too boring. Um, but yeah. All right, witches. I am wrapping up this episode of the Witch Daily Show. I want to give a shout out to listener Ashley Solomon. Ashley, you scrumptious, innocent muskox. Shannon Howell. Shannon, you fancy, innocent moth. Kim Dunn, you Arcadian smashing Wendigo. And finally, Brianna Nibs, you tenacious avant-garde vampire. Thank you for so much for being Patreon supporters. I really, really appreciate it. And before we leave, we do have a card pull. Our card is the Magician from the Buffy Tarot. The Magician draws your attention into your goals. Are they in line with your higher self? Are you using your resources, skills, and ability for good? If so, you will manifest exactly what you desire. And if not, eh, you'll make something happen. But you might not like how it turns out. All right, witches. That's all I've got for you today. Don't forget any books, texts, headlines, sources. Anything we reference today can be found in the podcast episode description or witchpod.com. And we will talk again tomorrow. Witches, we hope you have a wonderful day full of joy and gentleness and confidence. Links for this week's episodes, our website, Patreon, along with a free daily card pull can be found at witchpod.com. One stop for everything we talk about. Now, take one more deep breath and have a great day.